Today on the Callahan Podcast, we will look ahead to the big uh, speech tonight. Joe Biden is accepting the nomination, and he's going to have to make a speech. Um, and I think what they've done this week is lowered the bar as low as possible, because he might not be great tonight, but he will not be worse than Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and Liz Warren wore yesterday. What a disaster. We will uh, recap day three of the DNC, and we'll tell you about the single biggest fanboy in the media. We know the man, the media likes to fawn over Barack and Michelle Obama, but I don't think anyone is going to top this guy, this guy from the mainstream media and uh, his review of Obama's speech. Also, we will play you a baseball play-by-play guy committing professional suicide live on a broadcast during a game and his bizarre apology uh, today. You will not believe it. And good news for Bob Kraft and bad news for the Boston Globe, which is good news for us. We'll tell you all about it. Turtle Boys here. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast presented, as always, by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help you lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Kellen, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I, I think I understand the strategy now. I'm a, I'm a pretty sharp guy. I'm a, I'm a political junkie. I've been watching the uh, speeches and watching the Democratic National the virtual Democrat National Convention. And as we head into tonight, uh, preparing to hear from the uh, cognitively challenged uh, nominee, Joe Biden, I think I understand the strategy now, Turtle Boy and Dave, is <clears throat> have so many dreadfully dull speeches that by comparison, he looks okay. I mean, they are trying to lower the bar for Sleepy Joe, and they have done it because I'm not sure how much you watched last night. I know uh, I, I, oh, I, I know on a rough. normal night, Dave can't stay awake past nine. That's Watching rough. this, trying to stay awake till 11 was a challenge. I can't believe how bad, and I guess it's because there was no audience clapping, cheering, fawning, and, you know, obviously the media wasn't there clapping, cheering, fawning over the uh, uh, over the big stars of the party, Hillary, uh, Liz, Pelosi, and then Obama, who was awful. Did you watch, and did you watch? The- well, according to you, according to woke Twitter, it was powerful. We'll get strong. to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the most embarrassing tweet from a political uh, analyst I've ever read. We're going to get to that. But I want to I'm curious because, I mean, I don't like the guy. I didn't like him as president, but I always thought he was a good speaker, especially when he had a teleprompter. He needs not just a teleprompter. He needs people. You know, he needs uh, an audience fawning over him, which he usually has. And in this case, he didn't. He was in an empty hall or whatever in uh, Philadelphia. I'm not sure why he left Martha's Vineyard. His wife wouldn't refuse to leave Martha's Vineyard. Why did he? Um, I guess it is like using fossil fuels. <laughs> what other explanation <laughs> could there be? And, oh, right, those swing voters in Pennsylvania, uh, they, he won them over because... Oh, Philadelphia he was, especially. 
Oh, right. The big Trump, the cap- that's Trump country right there. The fracking capital of uh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But why can't you, you digitally put like fans in the in the room with them and just do fake cheers? Because that's what would happen anyway. Right? They like, did some of that. They did some of that. Yeah. And, and it back. Well, I don't know if it backfired, but it's comical. Uh, they someone caught them. They had the little uh, windows for all the fans, you know, who were cheering. And there's duplicates. There's a bunch of people in there twice. It's supposed to be like 30 people. And not a big deal, of course, but can you imagine if Trump or Pence did that? And they said, wait a second, they can't even get 30 people to, to sit there for a Zoom call. Uh, you can see it. You'll see it on Twitter. There's someone circled all the duplicates, which is kind of funny, especially from a group that always criticizes Trump for uh, exaggerating the size of his mm-hmm. crowds. I think they exaggerated the size of their Zoom call. But tell me. Um, you know, tell me I'm wrong. I mean, he's you know, Obama's the most overrated public speaker I've ever seen, and which is easy to do because the the media fawns over him and makes it sound like he's Churchill. Jerry, no matter what he said, though, you weren't going to like it. Be honest. Well, I would give him credit. I wouldn't like the content, but if it were indeed uh, okay, I'll, I'll what get, was different about this speech than any other Obama speech? It was flat. It was tight. It was you know cliches. And by the way. It was angry, and which I understand. He hates Trump, and Trump hates him. And he was naming his name, which is unusual for a, a president to talk about his uh, successor. Uh, and you know, he was saying things like he was criticizing Trump for enriching himself, using the office of the presidency to enrich himself. This is a guy who just bought a twelve million dollar mansion on Martha's Vineyard. Who? More, yeah, not more than the Clintons, but more than just about anybody. But yeah, I was going to say, who hasn't used the White House to enrich himself? Trump, Trump hasn't. I mean, he's lost hundreds of millions in business because that's true. You know, but you know, you know what I mean. Like a lot of these people, like the, the book deal always comes after this. Like right. being president is very lucrative after you leave the presidency. Like you're guaranteed to make millions of dollars a year doing nothing. Well, no one more. You can't. I mean, no one more than Biden. <laughs> Biden. Right, do you think Jimmy Carter is collecting Social Security right now? No, but I don't think he's got a, a fraction of the money that Clinton has, or Obama, or Biden. How is he still alive? By the way, that, that's, uh, that's amazing. That's an underreported story good, that Jimmy Carter is still Jesus. alive. I heard uh, Wolf Blitzer give a uh, disclaimer and said before or after Carter spoke. I didn't even watch Carter's speech, but he said. I have to give a disclaimer. He's a, like a good friend. I spent a lot of time with him this summer. I'm like, he spent a lot of time with a 90-whatever-year-old guy. What were you doing? I don't know. How, how do you do with Jim, what do you do with Jimmy Carter? He's <laughs> still building houses and you know uh, doing the- He hasn't been president for 40 years. That's 40. amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Barack Obama was like 40 years old when he got elected president. It is hard to believe if Biden wins, and he's still in the lead, if Biden wins- when he takes office, he'll be older than than uh, Reagan was when he left office. And we think of Reagan as like the oldest guy. And, and he oh, was. not even close. I mean, like, yeah, like Trump is older than Reagan was. Trump is the yeah. oldest president in American history. Right. Right. Yeah. And and, and uh, he's and Biden he's, would be like <laughs> time eight, literally eight years older than Trump was when he first took, uh, took office. And he's not one of those spry, you know, 70 almost 78 year olds. He's just not, although we will see tonight. It's it's here's, here's what I, here's what I'll give Obama credit for. It was live. It was live. His wife taped her speech two weeks ago. And didn't even know, didn't even know who the The queen, queen. She slayed. (laughs) I mean, there was nothing that Michelle Obama couldn't. I've never seen 
an obsession with a politician like I have with Michelle Obama. Why is she not the vice presidential candidate? It's a good question. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you why, Aiden. She hates politics. Oh, she hates. <laughs> sure, she does. That made me laugh when I heard that. You know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you know. She gives the most. You know, she gives the most political speech you'll ever hear from a first lady. I mean, uh, a former first lady. You'll hear uh, Melania. We'll talk about, you know, the children and, you know, literacy or helping, you know, whatever, uh, single family homes. I mean, it'll be some feel good um, uh, cause and she won't attack anybody because that's not her style. Just like Laura Bush wouldn't attack anybody. But 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 the saint, the sainted one, uh, Michelle Muchel Obama, <clears throat> she will attack anyone. She is vicious. And I'm, I agree with you, man. She would have been a huge uh, boost to the ticket. I've just never seen an obsession with a human being as much as the left is obsessed with Michelle Obama. Strong, poignant, <laughs> stunning, brave. Like the, the words that, beautiful, beautiful. The words that they use to describe this woman—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a freaking cult. Like it's crazy. The cult it of Michelle, and she, and she plays so well with the younger vote too. I mean, even just like launching that podcast with Spotify is like—I don't know. She, I, it is amazing that they didn't go with her. That's a that's well, a wild. This all this, and she's—they're making a fortune. I saw the estimate from Netflix. It was like thirty to fifty million. That the two of them, Michelle and Barack, they are grabbing it with both hands. Maybe their goal is to end up with more money than Bill and Hillary, and they might, man, because they have a huge uh, audience, a huge following. You're right. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, though. This whole convention, you know I've been down on Trump. I've been predicting Biden will win for quite some time now. Yep. I, I, I'd say it's back to a coin flip now at this point. Uh, this convention is supposed to give you a bump. Conventions give you a bump. It's done the opposite with Democrats. They've, they're losing in polls. They're losing in Vegas odds and stuff like that because this is their big week and they are just failing. Mister like this online thing is not working. And at least Republicans can watch it now and real they have the advantage of going second. They realize what's not working and, and everything basically. Tell you what they're gonna do is they're gonna have some kind of piped in noise. It's it just feels so lifeless. And I'm telling you, I tweeted this, and you know, you know where I'm coming from. You know, I'm not gonna I'll tell you how wonderful Liz Warren is. She's it, and and you weren't here the other day or yesterday when we talked about it. It was when you first found out that she was caucusing with the Indian, the Native American caucus. Didn't you feel I mean, like it was you know the Onion or Babylon Bee? I did. I'm like, you can't be serious. The, <laughs> no, no, no. What are they thinking? What are they doing right now? No. It, it, it's amazing. But I've watched. All the big speeches, and I've seen some of the daytime stuff. You know, during the day when the real radicals show up, Linda Sassoor is there, and the the you know the the young LBGT you know radicals who wanted to fund the police and open the, the border. people, they the, the, these these are the you know, the the base of the party, and they're they speak during the day. They try to keep them under wraps as much as possible. You got to know where to find them to see what the real agenda of this ticket is. But uh, I sat through all three women, all, you know, the, uh, the has-beens of the party, Liz Warren, Nancy Pelosi, and Hillary Clinton. They're all angry. They all hate Trump, obviously, but it wasn't a good look, you know, no cheering, no energy. Liz in that classroom, she was in a classroom and behind her on the wall, it said BLM. <laughs> so, oh, good Lord. Uh, <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like, they are really go shoving black lives matter down your throat. I mean, I guess that was to be expected, but I think if they had done this two months ago, it would have been a lot more effective. I don't think black lives matter is nearly as popular as it was 
back in June and stuff like that. Uh, I, I just, it's, it's not working out. They're not their entire thing. I'm watching this last few days. I'm like, does anybody do any of these people like this country? They all hate it. What's their it's problem? A great question. It's a great question. They never say, uh, you know, Oh, you know who said it? The only guy I've seen say it is Andrew Cuomo. So this is the greatest country. Cause he said, like a year, two two years ago, says you know, MAGA. He said this country was never great, and he got vilified for it, even from the left. So he made a point when he was before he was talking about his book that he's gonna that he's written. He's already written a book of about the wonderful job he did murdering senior citizens. It's like you know, reading a, a book by Manson or John Wayne Gacy, a guy you know who's gonna. Uh, and by the way, are you not allowed? Isn't it against the law to capitalize on on your crimes? You know, when you write a book to make a profit, but one, he's he didn't commit any crimes, Jerry. He's a goddamn hero, according to CNN. <laughs> he, he said it was beautiful, but he said this is a great country, and it stood out because you're right. The rest of them don't say it. All they do is talk about systematic, systemic racism, <clears throat> <clears throat> oppression, structural, structural, all structural that. Racism. Yeah, but they, these speeches were awful, and then it built up to Obama. And I said, you know what? They weren't that bad. They were better than he was, and then. I'll say this for Kamala, 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 Kamala. I can't stop saying Kamala. It's Kamala. It's, see? Carmela. Carmela. Yeah. Kamala, Kamala. Kamala was better than Barack Obama. I mean, Eddie, most of them were, but she comes across as kind of, you know, angry. Oh, angry. angry. She came off in the debates. Like, she's the most Hillary-like. She is, is she not? I mean, she's the one that reminds like Elizabeth Warren never really reminded me of Hillary. Kamala does very much so. Yeah, she no it, it shows literally California, California Hillary. Well, right. she, threw, she threw a shot. She had a little jab last night. I have fought for children and survivors of sexual assault. I fought against transnational criminal organizations. I took on the biggest banks and helped take down one of the biggest for-profit colleges. I know a predator when I see one. <laughs> this was one day after, 24 hours after Bill Clinton was uh, the featured speaker in this very Do you think anyone country. could ever get justice in a courtroom with Kamala Harris if that's how she looks at things? She just looks at you and she goes, well, I know a predator when I see one, so right. you're guilty. Good this point. woman was in charge of law enforcement? That's crazy. It's scary, and I know the Republicans aren't going to attack her for the from the right on uh, on criminal justice because that's they don't want to do that. They're going to point her, uh, her they? radical leftist. But she knows a predator when she sees one, and she's uh, sharing a stage with Bill Clinton. Uh, but if you want to see the mean girl that is Kamala Harris, go back and watch her with uh, Kavanaugh, and and keep in mind that Kavanaugh was. 100% innocent. It was all made up and she doesn't care. Not in she their minds. Would, it wasn't, uh, but they know it. I mean, in her mind, if you were to sit there quietly, you know, have a glass of uh, Chardonnay with, uh, with Kamala tonight, do you think she would admit, or maybe a couple glasses, she would admit that, that it was all political that, and that she knows Kavanaugh did nothing. No, all you have to do is look at Tara Reed and that tells you everything you need to know. The second, the second, all it took was a woman call it like making an accusation against a Democrat, Joe Biden, a high profile one at that. Then they just completely abandoned believe women. They just right. no longer existed. Oh, although at the time she was asked about it and she said she believed Tara Reid. She said she believed her, uh, which is going to be played on uh, Republican uh, 
commercials, campaign commercials. Was it Tara Reid she believed? I thought she said that she believed like some of these other women that said they were uncomfortable well, she, with getting their hair touched and stuff like that. I think she, I think the Tara Reid was the, what prompted the question, but you're right. She was, she, she answered it with generality. Yes. They, mm-hmm. you know, I believe them. Uh, they deserve to be heard or whatever, but she was asked about this specifically about uh, Biden, you know, it was about her running mate. And she said, I believe the women, they should get the chance to speak, blah, 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 which is going to be hard to shake if she ever goes out in public. And by the way, um, every day Trump is campaigning, like he's in Pennsylvania today. He's campaigning. He went to four states yesterday or, or two days ago, and there was three, uh, you know, uh, Midwest states. It was like Wisconsin, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, and Arizona in one day, you know. And Trump and Biden will still not leave uh, Wilmington, Delaware. He he left the basement. He shared the stage with Kamala, Kamala, and they didn't touch. They just kind of came near each other, you know, when they, uh, two days ago. And uh, they each had their own podium, which was disappointing because he, you know, it hurts Joe because he didn't get to sniff her hair. He does not like being in a room with a woman and not being able to sniff her hair. How does he know what it smelled like then? Well, it has to be driving them nuts. Damn, why did they get here. together? And they were there were some media people there. You could see them. You could see the tops of their heads because they were all in their knees. But why can he go out in public in Wilmington, Delaware? But he can't go to Milwaukee. They blow, they blow off Milwaukee completely, where they're supposed to be appearing. She can fly from wherever Washington to Delaware, or take the train to Delaware. But you can't. They can't just go to Milwaukee. Why, why do they have to remain bunkered, hunkered down? In Delaware. I don't, uh, I guess they like hurting small businesses in Milwaukee. Maybe they don't want to win swing votes. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's again, a big contrast because, and, and maybe Trump will get infected. Maybe it's a bad move, but he's, he's everywhere still. Maybe he'll get the virus and then, then things will be get, really get crazy. It's kind of crazy. He hasn't gotten it yet. It's a good, well, uh, no one has well, got it. Right. I mean, some other high, pro- everybody gets it. It seems like it was in the, it was in the white house. You're right. Yeah, See, I, mean, I think Trump would, uh, if he got it, he, he's so. He's know, not in peak shape as much as the doctors. Would tell you. He's not young, but don't you feel like he thinks that it, he could beat it? And then he, oh, in his mind, he, he might beat it mentally. What would, happen, what would happen to the stock market if Donald Trump got COVID-19? Like the stock, didn't uh, Penn stock went down because uh, Dave Portnoy tweeted out a sick video of himself yesterday? What would what would happen if the president got COVID? The pre- I'll tell you what the president would say. He'd say the same thing Portnoy said. He says, you think a virus is going to beat me? Yeah, virus can't doesn't stand a chance against me. And, you know, Portnoy's tongue in cheek, but, but Trump would be you know, sincere. He would mean it. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time a president has been incapacitated by like Woodrow Wilson, Jerry history lesson for like the last three months of his presidency was he didn't appear. He was so freaking sick. He literally sat in his bedroom and never came out. And his wife did all his speaking appearances for him. I don't think Trump's going to let Melania talk, but he would survive. (laughs) He'd be fine. Everybody gets cold. We need to normalize commie cold. That's what I've been saying. Normalize it. When they keep talking about you, all these cases, oh, man, so many people have it. It's not leprosy, folks. It's okay to get COVID. You'll be, you'll be good. I'm saying the same thing. I'm saying the same thing, Aiden. The cases are good. Cases means you get through it. And if you're a college kid and you get get it, it's like mono. Remember, I had mono just before going to college. Like the Ooh, how'd July, you get that? You know, and, and it and it, you know, kicked the crap out of me. I had it badly, but at least I got it over with. Details. How'd you get mono? How'd I get it? Yeah. How'd you get it? I don't know. Why? Isn't that the French kissing disease? 
we didn't do contact tracing in those days. I'm not oh, sure how I got it. Oh, okay. he, he doesn't want to be rude. He doesn't want. He doesn't want. Oh, okay. He doesn't gotcha. want to talk about it. Gotcha. But, okay. But, Carry on. You, know, you got it over with. You could. Yeah. You can't get it again. That the, that's another one of the scare tactics you're getting from the Trump haters. Is oh, you never know. You could get it again. They know you can't go to go get it again, but they're gonna pretend that you don't. That we don't know because uh, you need as much fear as possible. They're selling fear. But you're right. I think someone before uh, November 3rd, someone's going to get it, either Trump or Biden or uh, or uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Nancy Pelosi or Mitch McConnell. There's a lot of old, vulnerable people. But here's what other people think is when you're 75 or 80 that you're going to die automatically. And that's not even true. That's I have a friend whose father got it in a soldier's home up in Maine, mm-hmm. and he's 95 and he beat it. And you want to know the best part? He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to live anymore. He's like, he's ninety five. He lost his wife years ago, and he's just and he's a true believer, and he wants to go be with his wife in the afterlife. So he didn't even have a lot of fight in him, and he beat it. The chances of you dying, and you you know the numbers uh, probably better than I do. When yeah, over eighty five is like still like twenty percent. Twenty odds yeah. are uh, that you you die like eighty percent you live. Right. 80% chance of living. Right. So here's what his would be wild though. Trump got it quarantined for two weeks and came back cockier than ever. <laughs> like he doesn't have to wear a mask. I beat ever. COVID shirt or something like that. <laughs> right. no. A hat that said I beat COVID. You know, I bet Sleepy Joe couldn't be COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I challenge Sleepy Joe to get it right now. Watch my immune system's much, much stronger, much stronger than Sleepy Joe's. He couldn't he couldn't I, handle yes. COVID. Trust me, trust me. I have the best immune system. The best. best. Tell me top, the best. Tops. The best. Yeah. Antibodies <laughs> like you read about. <laughs> I have the best antibodies. Actually, no, that's that's Tom Brady. That's not Donald Trump. But you know, these guys who think they're in they think they're you know uh, infallible or invulnerable or it's it, it's how he would approach it and if he did it soon, it would be a big boost to the campaign. If it happens, you know, mid-October, different story. But I, I want to get to uh, you and I are both, you know, media critics. We follow the mainstream media and we never miss the chance to mock and ridicule these sycophants. It is, you know, we've made it clear for a long time now that journalism is dead. I think going the worst example of media bias I've ever seen, and I've been saying it for a, a month or more, and, and Ben Shapiro, by the way, just tweeted it out. He, he, he's once again, stealing my material. Um, the worst example of media bias I've ever seen is the treatment of Andrew Cuomo. I mean, when you have media people saying he's done a wonderful job knowing, and, and all they have to do is click like I do on World of Meter and see the numbers and see how many he's killed. Over 33,000 well, 33, in New York have died. Over 11,000 because of his policy, because of his decision. Now he's making speeches about how wonderful, what a wonderful job he did and writing books. The book was already done, by the way, which is amazing to me. Who the hell is going to read that? But that, the 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 way they, as somebody said, and it's more true here than ever, the job of the mainstream media is to cover the news with a pillow until it stops moving. That's the job. They kill this story. It's media bias by omission. They will not tell you what a disaster Cuomo is. But here's what you need to understand. The people covering these stories, the Cuomo story, the people covering the campaign, the the 
the uh, convention are people like Ryan Lizza. Now, you know this stuff because you you know it better than most. Most people don't know who he is, but they, they should. He's the chief Washington correspondent of Politico. He's a senior political analyst on CNN. He's writing a book about 2020, right? He's got 261,000 followers on Twitter. He's a very prominent pundit. He watched that speech by Barack Obama last night, which was by any measure kind of dull, lifeless, not a lot of, uh, you know, no laughs, not a lot of memorable lines, just, you know, him attacking Trump for everything, attacking Trump for, you know, voter suppression, all the usual check up for using, using tear gas on peaceful protesters. By the way, that was my favorite part. The guy who used a drone to take out a U.S. citizen overseas, that guy, which I had no problem with. It was a terrorist, but he was a U.S. citizen entitled to due process. Barack Obama said, screw that and took him out. That guy is criticizing Trump for using tear gas on rioters, which he didn't do. Peaceful protesters, Jerry. Peaceful protesters. The ones who tried to burn the church down just before Trump went and appeared in front of the church. For George, though. For George. Oh, for George. I forgot. That's why why the guy in uh, Portland kicked the guy in the head and gave him. For George. Yeah. George would want that. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) For George. That should be the hashtag. I saw the death toll, by the way. The death toll is like three dozen since the rioting begins. So at least three dozen, 35, 40 people have died. For George. I can't. I mean, I really can't believe they're still having. I mean, do they have lockdowns in Oregon? How can anybody take a lockdown seriously when literally every single night they're on there, they're out there, they're shoulder to shoulder doing whatever the hell they want to do? It's crazy. If you haven't seen it, uh, he is right. Last night looked as violent as ever. They were fighting with cops. They were burning stuff, burned a mattress in the middle of the street in in like a residential neighborhood. There, there's wild video of people sitting down to uh, like dinner and outside the window is all these explosives going off and fires burning. It is amazing. They're just letting them do it. It's 80 nights, 80 nights in a row that these Antifa scum, these, you know, the militant wing of the Democrat Party has taken to the streets and just wreaked havoc. But again, that's another example of great media bias. When you hear media people act like that, like like Alex Reamer. People like him. Very say, serious media people, yes. Right. Serious media people say, that's overrated. That's a myth. It's just wild. Wild stuff. Still media no people, wild. you mean Jerry Nadler. You mean exactly. people that actually have power. <laughs> right. Gerald Nadler said, it's a myth. And every night you watch and you see it and they say, when are they going to start You know, just taking these people off the streets? They arrest them. And then they, they're out. Well, I'm all for the idea that Antifa is a myth. I think we should go with that. Like, let's just call it what it is. Black Lives Matter. Like, that's Good. fine with me. You don't want to call it Antifa? Fine. You're Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is the problem then, not Antifa. It's, it's a-, a good point. It's a good point. They hide behind the Black Lives Matter, as we've seen in this convention. I mean, Michelle Obama said she's amazed that the term Black Lives Matter is met with derision. And I'm going, derision? They're, they're you know, literally calling for the overthrow of the U.S. government. They're literally uh, leading riots in our major cities, including her alleged hometown, Chicago, which she probably hasn't been in years. She was sitting in Martha's Vineyard talking about Oh, they're from the south side, Jerry. Oh, south right. side. Right. Anyway, let's get to Ryan Lizzo, political guy, CNN guy, prominent political pundit. He watched that dreadfully dull speech by Barack Obama last night. And here's what he tweeted. 
Barack Obama just delivered the finest convention speech in modern history. Spellbinding, chilling, optimistic, beautifully written, and expertly delivered. Incredible moment. That's what he wrote. It got 35,000 likes and 6,000 retweets. It is absolute revisionist history. It's, that, 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 is, that is fake news. Uh, it is fake news, but Jerry, Obama has the ability of being the guy who came before Trump. That is his biggest strength because Trump is nobody's been more hated than Trump by the left. Anybody like you couldn't pick a politician that even comes close to him. So, of course, the guy, the two term guy who precedes him is going to go down no matter what he says. The only person, obviously, more that can say nothing and be praised for more is his wife. Right. I mean, they're, they're the most two protected people in America. It is true. And the, the amazing thing is the scandals of the Obama years, including the last scandal when they were trying till the final moments that they were in office to take down Trump to stop the Trump presidency before it started. Trump is such a bombastic guy that when he tweets, you know, they spied on my campaign, people just dismiss it, but they spied on his campaign. <laughs> That's not deniable. We know that now. Uh, I mean, I guess like you and I, are, we we you know are news junkies. We know where to find news. But if you're just a casual reader, listener, you don't know it. But Trump, I mean, Obama spied on Trump's campaign. Obama used the IRS to to go after his political enemies. Obama, uh, you know, Benghazi, you know, Fast and Furious. There's dozens and dozens of scandals. And uh, it's just ignored, and they act like every president has scandals. Though I mean, scandals are almost part of the job. I agree, I but I think in my lifetime, Obama had the most. I, I have no doubt about it. Including, did you, did you forget Bill Clinton? Uh, I did not, but I don't think any as many uh, uh, administrations were as just. Uh, Nobody's had a more destructive. Uh, no, no, what? No president has had a more destructive cover-up though than than George W. Bush with weapons of mass destruction, Jerry. Right, which is an intelligence failure. I mean, I don't. I love the idea that he lied. No, he just believed the intelligence, you know, blindly. It was foolish. Uh, it's I guess the point is that all of, I mean, nobody ultimately nobody cares about any of these. That's why I don't get. I don't even bother looking into whether or not I, I have no interest in the Obama spying on Trump thing. I have no interest in scandals. I because nobody cares. Nobody cares. That's not a winning issue. You think that's a winning issue? No. Uh, well, I mean, if you could actually get the truth, there would be a lot of indictments, not just one. Boring. It was like Russia and Ukraine. It's boring. Nobody cares about that stuff. Well, I, I mean, here's well, all I want people to understand about Russia and Ukraine is it's all made up, just like this post office scandal. It's just all That's made good. up. I love the post office scandal. That is a funny one. Because <laughs> it started with Rex freaking Chapman on Twitter tweeting about his mailboxes and said, Oh my God, did you see? It's Pizzagate for the left. It's, I mean, where's Alex about QAnon now? I mean, this is oh, literally that and steroids. All right, today's show brought to you by Flagship Wealth. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Dave, I'm here with you again. People love that I was picking on you last ad, so we're doing this again. Let's do it. All right, so a lot of people have requested the guide. We're in the 700s, which is unbelievable. If you haven't got it, get your hands on it. But so many of you had, so now I think it's step two, right? What should people do now that they've read it? What do they do next? Dave, they've got to act. You know, we just had the best July in over 10 years. The market is priced to perfection. Uh, if you heard about the elections coming up, I've heard about this. Congress oh, oh you're, is, trying, you're trying to go back and forth right now. Yes, okay, and Congress is screwing up where it comes to the stimulus package right now. We tell you within this booklet where the market's going and how we're going to get there. 
So it's important. You've got it. Act on it. Act on it. That's what you got to do. So go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Get your hands on it if you haven't. If you have, act on it, whether that's call Dave, whether that's do more research for yourself. Whatever you're going to do, take the advice that's in the guide. Does that make sense? Take control of your retirement before the market does it for you, Dave. Ooh, that sounded good. Have you said that before? We're going to use that, I think. Yeah, I think you should keep that one. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. My favorite, there's a, uh, a local politician, a local left-wing nut, I forget where, and he chained himself to a mailbox to, to stop them from removing it. But here's the best part, Aiden. Look at the stories, even from Rex Chapman, who's lost his mind, and other you know prominent lefties. Is They're talking about them removing or locking mailboxes in New York, New York, New Jersey, California. Like, I mean, why would you have to do that? You can't win those states anyway. Like every single exactly. person in the state could vote for Hill, uh, vote for uh, uh, Biden. doesn't matter what happens. You say, I asked the lefty about that when she put it on Facebook and I'm like, they go, no, Trump thinks he can win New York. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm arguing with a child now. Trump himself doesn't even think about New York. I mean, we've punted those states. There's a 0% chance he can ever even come close to win them. We surrender them. It's okay. We'll go after the real states. By the way, by the way, Hillary was uh, re was fighting the, the you know, 2016, relitigating 2016 all over again. Here's the tough part if you're Biden, although he doesn't know what's going on. Uh, if you're whoever's running the campaign, if you're Jill Biden or or David Axelrod and you're pulling the strings, you're watching these old dinosaurs like Pelosi, who just struggled to read the teleprompter or Liz Warren. And, and by the way, not all, on Tuesday, she pretended to be an Indian again, which was priceless. On Wednesday, she started talking about her old Aunt B again, making up stories. She can't be real. She can't be. There's no way Aunt B is a real person. No She's way. She's making up stories about Aunt B watching her babies. And it's like, man, is there any fresh material? They should bring out the real you know, voices of their party. Have John Oliver on there. Have but They don't have any young Jimmy voices. Kimmel, you know, they- have Howard Stern on there. Have to- you know why they don't have the young voices, Jerry? Because the young voices are all AOC, a bunch of commies. You can't have the like. They, they, who's the young moderate Democrat up and comer? There no, there was the is, Obama of twelve years ago. There, there is not one. There are squad members, and they gave only one squad member a chance to talk. She, she they gave her one minute. She went one minute and forty seconds, and she refused to endorse Biden. Again, uh, she's AOC claiming crazy. that's traditional, though. Did she's crazy. She, that's that's bullshit, and you know it. And, I know and it. That's I true. give her credit. She's a she's a rebel. She's not bright. You know, she's not. Uh, she's wrong on everything, but she's got balls. She says whatever she wants. She says we want to defund the cops. We want to uh, remove and ice. You know, we ice ice immigration. We we want to end all that. We want a whole new world. I said this yesterday. I tweeted out. We talked about it yesterday. And one of the radicals that they're trying to keep under wraps was uh, on, on you know, on the uh, whatever Zoom talking about this caucus. It was a young, I think it was an LBGD caucus. And they were talking about what they demand, and she demands the end the, of of prisons. Yes, I saw that. She was a lovely young there or whatever. Yeah, they whatever whatever what, that is. What, yeah. uh, 
which is most of those crazy. It's on the BLT one, two, three spectrum, as we call it. <laughs> I, I, what is somewhere on there? And I don't understand that. I, I, I genuinely, I know they're going to send social workers to, you know, solve bank robberies and stuff, but what are they going to do when they catch criminals? How do they, where do they go? Tickle them? I don't know. <laughs> Why? Don't why can't folks imagine a world without the cops? Why can't folks imagine a world um, without prisons? Why can't people expand their imaginations to include community care, to include an abolitionist future? Um, and I'm talking about like for real for abolition, not just watered down DNC version of abolition. Um, we're talking about abolishing the police. We're talking about abolishing ICE. We're talking about abolishing prisons. That, that confuses me, genuinely confuses me. I'm all for... The debate, the as, as, as Kamala Harris likes to say when she's afraid to commit to something, I think we need to have that conversation. We need to have the conversation, y'all. It's funny, they didn't put that clip on MSNBC. They asked her about uh, allowing Zarniev to vote, uh, and she said, we need to have that conversation. That was Don Lemon, by the way, asking her, should Zarniev vote? And she said, we need to have the conversation. That's a great way to say no, by the way. That's, how, that's her way of saying no, is we need to have that conversation. The answer is no. And everything you need to have that. So I'm all for the conversation about defunding the police because it's a good issue for, for Trump, for my side. And, but I still don't know what you mean when you say get rid of prisons. So where does Zarniev go? You know, and, and, and here's the thing that every single one of them brings up every single election. They love going back to this is voter fraud. They love to go back oh, to this idea that, you know, get there or like Michelle Obama said, pack a lunch, get there early, blah, blah, blah. What's the longest you've ever waited in line to vote, Jerry? That was a good point by you. I saw your tweet. Uh, not like you said, five minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I literally voted the highest voter turnout precinct in Worcester every year, like by far. Never had a line. Even the, the longest I remember was 2008, and it was probably two or three minutes I was in line. And I like all these states that are complaining about it. They're all run by Democrats. Like Democrats, yes, because that's why they're that's why they're mad. Is that those are Democratic votes that are, are waiting in line? And do they not know that? Elections are controlled by your local election commission or whatever. Like it's up to them to figure out a way to streamline this. Keep that under your hat. We're not supposed to talk about it. You're supposed <laughs> to pretend that Bush, not Bush. That's the way they want to make it seem that like Bush, Republicans are the ones Republic, stopping like, you. It's like, no, you assigned a 95 year old lady to check off the list and she takes forever. And like, for some reason, there's no other poll workers working there. They couldn't set up five more booths. Don't blame Trump. What are you talking I, about? I moved to the city and thought I was going to see, you know, long lines because it's always the cities that uh, they say, because that's where the Democrats are. That's where the minorities are. I moved to the city. No weight at all. Walked right in and some 98 year old lady was trying to, and you know, it, it was, it couldn't have been easier. It's never been more than a five minute wait. The places where you see the lines that, you know, Rex Chapman will be tweeting about the lines are, will be Atlanta and Detroit places run by Democrats. It's a myth. It's uh canard and uh, Obama. Like if it, if there was lines, never, if there was lines at a Republican polling place. Do you think they would complain? No. By the There's way, lines of Democratic had, polling had places. The vote in Wisconsin, the big vote in Wisconsin, they said we were going to kill everyone. This report came out that there were zero cases of COVID from that uh, live voting in Wisconsin. Uh, but it's for dumb people. You know, it's for easily manipulated people, the Reamers and the Rex Chapmans who want to say, ooh, Trump and his allies are uh, locking up mailboxes and and throwing literally throwing a wrench into the to the works at the post office so they can't get the – or Joy Reid saying her proof. Joy Reid's proof of uh, voter suppression was she sent out thank you notes four weeks ago because people congratulated her and getting her new job. 
and some people haven't gotten them yet. That's her proof that Trump is trying to fix the election. But the hell, they're standard bearer. Did she get married? Thank you notes. Are you kidding me? For a job? Who sends out what kind of psychopath sends out thank you notes after getting a job? Does she not have a text message? I, I'm sorry, Turtle Boy. She's just a better person than you are. Um, this is the same woman, by the way, who says that her account was hacked and the FBI is looking into it. Yes, they're so still keep looking. That in mind. No, they get, they're still looking into it. But uh, Obama did it again last night. Everyone does it. They all talk about they're going to try to stop me. I mean, you just played it uh, before we started recording here, Dave, that rant where Obama says they're going to do everything to stop you from voting, to stop this democracy. I mean, Trump, if he knew how to suppress the vote, couldn't pull it off. He doesn't he think he knows how to use the post office to stop them from getting ballots, mail-in ballots. It's I mean, it is bullshit that we're doing this by mail. What happens if a mail truck burns, like, falls over? It's total like, bullshit. It's total, <laughs> so much that could go here's wrong. The best, here's the best part. And, I mean, you don't have to be too bright to figure out how silly this is. They're taken to the streets and marching <clears throat> protesting in person against voting in person saying yes, they could show up march arm and arm to arm shoulder to shoulder against the idea that they could vote in person <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous everybody knows it's just a way to uh can I mean, the mail order ballots or whatever that when they go in do they go to the do they go to your polling place do they count them in like, do they, you know, because when you go to vote, it says how many people voted that day in the yeah. polling place. Are they treated like absentee? Are they counted afterwards? Are they counted that day? How does this work? I don't know. They just assume they're all Democrats and they get in there. They throw them in a big pile. It's it's just a way to cheat. It's and stupid. everyone knows it. Why? It, Obama actually said last night in his speech, we need to make it easier to vote. Easier. No freaking easy. Right. There's no ID required. I mean, it's now you vote in absentee mail-in. You know, drive by. You can vote early, which is ridiculous. It should just be like drive by. Drive by. You can drive by and just yell out who you want. Just drive oh, by. I didn't and know yell. that. Yeah, by Sleepy Joe, and they check <laughs> the box for Sleepy Joe. It couldn't be easier. They register you. You know, you just blink twice, and you're and they'll register you. It it is ridiculously easy, and they and I know why because you know they want lazy, uninspired, unmotivated people to vote. That's their base. That's how it works. The Trump people are very, very passionate. Uh, the Biden people are not. There's a big passion gap, or what do they call enthusiasm gap? Uh, but I don't even. I, those are those are your highlights from last night. The ratings have been terrible. Um, I I guess you can't blame them because there's no energy. There's no people. There's no crowd. Conventions are supposed to have crowds and noise and enthusiasm. But I find it more entertaining, at least I did until last night, more entertaining than, you know, baseball right now. So I everything is more entertaining than baseball. <laughs> what about the Celtics? You watch, I mean, the Boston, according to Dan Roach, was the greatest night in Boston sports greatest, history. Right. I mean, he's got to keep it in his pants a little bit, but it was David a good night. Cre David Krejci tied up a playoff game yesterday, one to one. It was a huge goal, and he celebrated like he just scored a goal in like a half ice scrimmage. You know, like nobody it, cares. Just it was called the greatest night. What Roach Roachy wasn't the only one called the greatest night in Boston sports history. I don't know. I'm thinking winning a Super Bowl would be a better <laughs> night. Winning a World Series in 2004 might be a better night. But I guess he meant the cumulative thing. Where. Uh, Bruins. Dave, you don't think if they make if the Bruins are because it's the first round too. You don't think that as this goes on, if the Bruins and Celtics stay in it, there will be a little bit more buzz. No, gonna I, it's, it's gonna obviously it's gonna be more than what there is right now, but it just it feels so 
blah. It feels so boring. No matter what. And I, there's I, no like I hope so. There's no bar factor either. Like usually, if you're the away team, they'll show like you know here's the bars back in Boston yep. that can't exist this time. What are they going to show? No, it's a good point. I, I I would make my buddies and I were talking about it last night. I would make an argument to like, and I know we make fun of like Jared Carabas types all the time, but like cut to cut to people who are just kind of shit talking or something like that to add some kind of humor element and fun and loudness to the broadcast because they're just so boring. Who are they letting in? Like, I mean, three hundred, two hundred people are any people like VIPs allowed to go in and just sit apart from each other because you don't see any people you would think that would be kind of a hot ticket or a you know a big an honor like they call up and say yeah i realize it's tough in the bubble but at fenway like can you go in there if you're like well connected and you what's the point those those aren't the type of people that cheer loudly if if you let in 30 300 drunks i'm all for it right find the most boston guys you can right let in 300 real passionate fans you would have some noise wouldn't you some energy uh, but it is funny that it's the worst Red Sox team ever, and uh, they're, they're, they've announced they're not going to let any fans in at all till the end of the season. And there might be uh, the goal there might be to uh, avoid the avoid the embarrassment of nobody not wanting. Problem. Not a problem. Nobody wants. I haven't watched a single Red Sox game. I have no desire to whatsoever. Like none. Uh, I you know if the Bruins are on, I'll throw them on. But I'm not sitting there like I used to. You know, actually watching every second of it. Celtics the same thing. I throw it on because it's on. Uh, but that's I mean this, and it's funny because the Celtics, Jerry, look fantastic. Uh, I'll I'll check them out. I'll check. They, them they, out. I mean, I know you don't want it because the message is on the shirts. But if it's, you can get over that. They're killing it right now. Jason Tatum uh, had another thirty-point game last night. He looks great. Maybe it's worth watching just to see if there's like a homophobic slur that that ends up just being broadcast. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that. Like another, that. we're going to get to the another announcer steps in. Um, it, it is amazing. Uh, did this stuff happen before COVID, or is this a side effect of COVID that announcers say really stupid, career-ending things? Uh, but this one tops them all. This one is uh, amazing. I will get to that. I want to get to. Uh, to Bob Kraft, the big news on the Bob Kraft story yesterday, it was uh, a victory for the good guys and a defeat for the Boston Globe, and we will always celebrate any defeat for the Boston Globe on this on this podcast. But uh, let me tell you about Shea Concrete first before we get to all that. Shea Concrete's a great company, a family-owned company that's working hard day in and day out to be a trusted precast concrete partner. It's a local company, but they're all over New England. Four state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities, probably one near you, and um, they're all hiring. I'll get to that. If you're a contractor, if you already had a, already have a job and you're a contractor, let me tell you, some of the products shake and deliver to your job site ready for installation. Water and wastewater products, barriers and bullards, deck footings, electrical and communication products. This list goes on and on. The guys at Shea can do it all. If you're an engineer, Shea can really help out. They can help you design your next project. Their engineers can sit down with your engineers and figure the whole thing out. Give them a call for more information or for an estimate or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can see if there's a job for you, see if there's a, a good fit. I know lots of people are struggling. Lots of people were put out of work by the uh, by, by the governors, by the over zealous governors and uh, maybe you can bounce back and get a job at Shea Concrete. They're hiring CDL drivers. They're hiring people at all their plants. Uh, if you think there might, it might be a good fit, just send your resume to jobs at SheaConcrete.com. All right. We've talked 
a lot over the few months about the good. I mean, we do cancel culture all the time. By the way, we did it. Uh, we talked about it yesterday of it going the other way when uh, conservatives are trying to cancel Goodyear, which is which is good to see them fighting back. I'm not I'm not a big boycott guy, but you got to fight fire. Wartime conservatism. You have to fight on their playing field. They've been saying yes, this for a long they, time, Jerry. They fight dirty, and and Trump is just the guy. If you want a guy to fight dirty, he took to the podium yesterday and said, "Screw Goodyear, you know, screw Goodyear," and. Um, they buckled, you know, 10 minutes later, they essentially apologized and, and uh, rescinded their policy. We talked about it yesterday. They, they don't allow MAGA hats or Blue Lives Matter, but they do allow Black Lives Matter. And they changed the policy as soon as Trump said, don't buy Goodyear. Um, I don't think he's changed his tune yet, but he will. It's a, it's obviously a good American company, a big American company. He doesn't want to destroy them. Um, but anyway... The worst example of the cancel culture was that announcer in Sacramento who lost his job uh, as Sacramento Kings play-by-play guy because he said all lives matter. He got fired because he said all lives matter. And since then, there's been a few announcers. Yesterday, we talked about the play-by-play, the, I don't know what he is, play-by-play guy of the Charlotte Hornets, this dope who accidentally tweeted the N-word when he was talking about a game. He meant to t- he allegedly meant to type nuggets, and he typed n-word well okay so if you looked at the keyboard jerry the i is next to the u right and the uh, t is next to the r it's literally just you replace those two letters but at the same time what kind of phone auto corrects to the n-word <laughs> we, we were that mean? To, yeah we were trying to uh yes this yesterday does that mean he uses that word all the time i don't know it's like it's 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 Interesting. I I have a hard time believing that some guy actually just maliciously in 2020 is like, exactly. you know, what, I'm going to go ahead and tweet, I'm going to tweet the N word. This will go over well. But you don't. It doesn't work in today's. You know, with the mob, they don't care if it's an innocent mistake. They still destroy you. And he's suspended. I don't know if he survives. But let me tell you who will not survive. And it's a big, big name. Uh, Tom Brenneman, Cincinnati uh, Reds announcer. A ma- he's been a major league announcer. For 33 years, he's he's a big. I've heard his uh, voice before. I recognize it. He's a big name in the business, um, and he's familiar name announcer. He does national games. He's a huge. Uh, he's, he's familiar because he does NFL Fox games. That's how people mostly. Know. And he did, yeah. but he does national baseball too. Doesn't he do playoffs? Um, Maybe. He's been he's been around forever, and he and he was on the broadcast and thought he was. And it was just remarkable. The guy's been around for 30 something years and he's so, and he's so careless as to say something during a break, thinking that the mic was not live. It was. And you know what he did on this, uh, at this moment, he committed professional suicide. You want to hear a guy um, kill his own career in one quick moment, one quick mindless moment, Check. Can we? You want to play it, Dave? Because it's. Uh, let's play what Tom Brenneman said on a live mic, and then we will play you his apology, which was bizarre too. Fag capitals of the world. Ooh, let me back it up. Hold on. The fag capitals of the world. Could you hear that? Could you hear? No, that? I heard it. I that heard was it. as clear as could be. He has no defense. He can't say he typed the wrong button. He can't say the hot mic. You know, uh, he can't say they took it out of context of the guy. You know. At ESPN, who said uh, that the tennis player was using guerrilla tactics, and they used the they accused him of using the other guerrilla word, and he ended up suing and winning. But 
there's usually some defense for this kind of thing. Guys saying it's not what he said. It was taken out of context. Tom Brenneman, a huge name in the business, just pissed away his whole career. At break, i talking about a city that they're going to. What city? They don't wondering. say what city are they going to San Francisco. San Francisco. It's got to be, or uh, it's got to be, or maybe check the red. Can you I don't check think the red Omaha. schedule. I think we can knock off Omaha off the list. Tulsa. <laughs> I don't think the MLB goes to Omaha, but uh, I assume they were heading there. And he was talking about the city. Anyway, he said that on a hot mic. And imagine the feeling he had when someone told him that went out over the air, and that is now viral. Um, so he is. So I don't know how many innings later the the the, the apology came, and then he left. And he said later that he just his his career might be over, uh, and he's right. His career is over. I'm not sure how you recover from this. Here's uh, the Reds. this is one of the great on air. We're we're gonna play in a second when you're done. But this is one of the great on air apologies I've ever heard. Actually, the composer is fantastic. So th- this is during the game. He he says this. The word breaks. Everyone's finding out. He's been he's been doing major league games for 33 years. Been with Fox Sports for 27 years, doing baseball and football. For this one mindless, idiotic moment where he clearly used that word, which and he's clearly comfortable using that word, so there is no recovering from this. But he tried. He made an apology later in the game. Let's hear that, Dave. Out of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith, as there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I want to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck for the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio, for the people I work with. For anybody that I've offended here tonight, I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am uh, and never has been. And I'd like to think maybe I could have some people that uh, that could back that up. Oh, my God. It's a 3-2 count. That is second. The best part was a home run. I know. <laughs> a home run in the middle of his apology. That is a dead man talking right there. That is. Just, is can I can I give people advice on the apology? Don't say you're a man of faith. That makes it like first of all, it sounds pathetic. It sounds like you're falling back and hiding behind religion and stuff like that. And number two, especially when it comes to homosexuality issues, being a man of faith is not a positive. And like, that would explain maybe perhaps why you well, said that. Well, what could he say? What defense could there be? I mean, what, what do you Nothing, want? Nothing. Just ignore it. Pretend it well, didn't you know, happen. He took, he took the headsets off and left, and the other guy took over um, because he knows it's over. The Reds put out a, a statement, Fox Sports, and they leave no you know, flesh on his bones. You know, they say they have a zero-tolerance policy for this time of homophobia, the Reds say. A zero-tolerance. This is, you know, Mark Schott's team. That's um, true. And they say uh, – uh, they say they're proud of their support of LB of the LGBTQ. Yep, they even have the Q on there. Uh, they're, uh, we share our sincerest apologies to the LGBTQ community in Cincinnati, Kansas City, and all over the country. The Reds embrace a zero tolerance policy for bias or discrimination of any kind. We're truly sorry. He's done. He's dead. He's he's over. He's fifty six. And he's been doing this since he was a kid. 
and his uh, career is over. But and it's one of those cases where you um, you just blame him for being such a fool. What's he saying that for? What's I mean, what the hell is going? What's he apologizing on? for or saying the f word there? Saying the, the f word. What I mean, saying the f word in Are the booth. Have we checked in with our gay consultant, Alex Reamer? Has he chimed uh, in about this? I'm sure Alex. You know, he'll write. He'll write about this for someone, Forbes or Boston, May or 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 out out sports or somebody. One of his many many jobs. But uh, at the same time, with this guy, and I have no sympathy. I don't know him, but I, you know, he he he's a fool. I'm sure he has plenty of money. I think it's time that he, uh, you know, moves on with his life because he's never going to recover. This is like an Al Campanis moment where you never see him again. At the same time, the other day, I don't know if you saw this one from uh, you know, the cancel culture file. You know, that's uh, I have a whole file on here with stories just pop up every day of the cancel culture file. Mark Grace, you remember Mark Grace, the oh, uh, first baseman, the Cubs, first baseman, the lefty. Uh, he's a uh, whatever color commentator for the for the Cubs. I assume what's who's what teams Mark Grace with? I assume it's the Cubs or is it? The- he played with the Diamondbacks too. I don't want to say. Yeah, I'll check. But he was just shooting the breeze in the booth, uh, and he referred to his ex-wife as a dingbat. Now, if people don't who know that, <laughs> right? Who doesn't think their ex-wife's a dingbat? Yeah. But if people who don't know. A dingbat is a term that Archie Bunker used to describe Edith. And by the way, it was a term of endearment. You know, he kind of, if you if you remember, he, he would, you know, he loved his wife and he called her a dingbat. Um, he, he apologized for using that term. They suspended him for five games. Um, he's also 56, by the way, suspended by Marquee Sports for five games for calling his F, F and he apologized for calling his ex-wife a dingbat. What if she is? Wouldn't that be a good defense? It would be. I mean, I, I, how do you I, – I, I didn't even know that's a bad word. Dingbat? Dingbat? <laughs> that's like a word I would use if I was censoring myself. Dingbat. It's kind of an idiotic – he says, it's, uh, it's early afternoon and my ex-wife, I'm going to go Archie Bunker on you guys a little bit and call her a dingbat, he said. So he you actually refers to Archie Bunker. Um, Did he get in trouble or? Yeah, he got suspended. For how long? Like, is this five games? Dingbat? You can't say five games for calling his ex wife a a dingbat, um, which is kind of silly. It's kind of silly. It's totally silly. Um, But, you know, I guess you got to be more careful and he'll survive and laugh it off. Unlike Tom Brenneman, who will never laugh it off. You know what's Tom Brenneman? Right now is probably hasn't slept a minute. He's probably throwing up. He's probably sick. He's, he's never going to recover from this because he made one stupid off the cuff homophobic remark in the booth. And I guess he's going to get what's coming to him. I, I, you know, no, no sympathy for him, but his life is over. Who are those producers, uh, by the way? I mean, you got nothing going on in the booth around you and in the control room. It's probably barely empty i mean i think they have a little bit of focus to not air something like that or at least to, to let the guy know that he's on the air at the moment so what's the delay i mean is there yeah, that's true too there should be a delay yeah all right let's get to the big news the big news of the day um where is my uh my um bob craft here it is bob craft good news for bob craft good news for uh, you know decent people everywhere because as you know bob craft got busted last year in the uh 
in a uh, massage parlor, Orchids of Asia in uh, Florida. Um, the there are certain people in the media. Bobcraft seventy nine. Um, uh, he, he was arrested in February of two thousand and nineteen. That's how long ago that was. Wow. Um, and the Boston Globe and other media members have been trying for a year and a half to get their hands on. No the pun video. intended. No pun intended. Yeah, they're trying to get their hands on the video because they really, really want to see Bob Kraft's wiener. It's kind of a goal. Everybody, I mean, you go into journalism for a reason. Some people want to expose corruption. They want to advance uh, their their agenda. People who go to work at the Boston Globe go there with one goal in mind, to get a look at Bob Kraft's junk. It certainly isn't to report the news because they didn't cover, by the way, the, the confrontation with Joe Kennedy. The other day, that did you see that video? Really? Yes, Campbell? of course I saw it on TV Daily News. Of course she did. Yes, of course she did. But the the Globe wrote a story about his old speech there. They didn't mention that part. How do you not mention that part? A congressional candidate started screaming the N word at a guy running for Senate, and the Globe just didn't think to put that in. So there was no mention of it. They didn't mention it. The Herald obviously did. The, the Globe just did not mention it. They just talked about his speech. It's like. Um, if you break the news, though, if, if it first appears on Turtle Boy TV Daily News, they will pretend it never happened. Um, it is so hard we, to believe. They endorse Markey. The Globe they endorse Markey. Markey. They want, they they're they're with you. They want Markey to win. They're big right. Markey guys. Yeah, I'm like, a Markey guy. Yeah. Got that right. I mean, how can you not be a Markey guy? How can you not hate Joe Kennedy with every ounce of your being? Um, I do. I hate, I hate Marky more. That's all. Uh, anybody that kills the Kennedy claim, like destroy this guy. Like, Cause the, there's no, he can't get his, his, his house seats done. I don't know what Joe Kennedy's going to do for work, but his political days are over if he loses this election. And I don't want to see a Kennedy for the net year. Jerry, you're not like, I hate to break it to you. Unless COVID, you know, at least you'll be a hundred years old. But if Joe Kennedy gets elected, he's going to be in the Senate for like 40 years. I got to live with this guy. I can't have that. So if he doesn't, then uh, Marquee wins, and in six years from now, some crazy radical like Ayanna Presley or you know Monica Collins Grant steps and wins that seat. <laughs> but I don't care. I, you know, uh, I met Joe Kennedy. Seemed like a nice guy. Marquis is not a nice oh. guy. Marquis a, uh, but okay, but you know, you're that. always I'm you're always in lockstep with the Globe, Turtle Boy. So I'll give you that. Your your Globe That's tells true. you. The Globe endorses Marquis, then you can count on Turtle Boy's support. Anyway, which was a bizarre story, by the way. If you haven't seen it, check it out on TV Daily News. Uh, the opponent, Rayla, what's her name again? Rayla Campbell. Rayla Campbell uh, uh, disrupted a Joe Kennedy appearance, and it was beautiful. Because Joe, I will, I will say this. Nobody panders like Joe Kennedy. Nobody panders about, you know, uh, so, uh, economic, environmental justice. He talks in whispers. Did you ever see the wall? Did you ever see the wall he built around the his wall? house? Maybe, yeah, he built. He has I a massive, not. like, cement wall around his house, and uh, he will rail against the wall, protecting you and uh, in, in the area and on the rest of America. He'll rail against that wall, but man, he will build a hell of a wall to protect himself from outsiders. But we'll see what happens. That's only two weeks away, correct? Marquis versus Joe Kennedy. The, the yeah, third. two weeks away. Yep. Uh, no chance they can both that. lose, right? Uh, no, unfortunately, one of them is going to win, and uh, the Republican one's going to be close to O'Connor and Shiva. I know you're an O'Connor guy. Yes, and he actually I'm followed me on Twitter, which I appreciate. So, I guess I'm torn uh, on that one. 
I'll, we'll cer- I certainly know who to support in November after this election in September. But the go- the globe is hoping to get Marquis, um, uh, get Ed Markey uh, over the finish line, and they, maybe they will. It's been an up and down summer for the globe. I, I tweeted this out. They they had a big win when uh, Zarniev was taken off death row. They've, I've never seen them commit to anything like they committed to saving the life of the worst uh, mass murderer, you know, in Boston history or since the Boston Strangler. They did everything. They pulled out all the stops. They lost. The jury voted to exterminate to to uh, execute this maggot. It, it was a sad day at the Globe, but they bounced back um, nicely when an appeals court, a couple of Obama judges said, nah, you know, he was he's misunderstood. We just didn't really fully embrace the Zarniavs, and they took him off death row. The Globe was thrilled with that. They were hoping to get a look at Kraft's wiener uh, soon. It's not going to happen a, or it's not going to happen for a while. A um, uh, The Fourth District Court of Appeals in Florida ruled that law enforcement violated Kraft's rights, which are protected by the Fourth Amendment, which protects against unreasonable search and seizure. The court said allowing the videos to be used would, quote, yield unbridled discretion to agents of law enforcement regarding Fourth Amendment issues. Uh, a sad day can, for... Yeah, you can defund those police. I don't. I mean, those are fake cops, the guys that are wasting their time with this. This is obviously political or whatever, sports-related. It's just so not... The, the amount of effort they put into... It was just about attention. Like, oh, we got Bob Kraft, so we're going to make a big deal out of it. Freaking handy. Well, Who cares? There is some hope for the Globe. Prosecutors are likely to appeal the ruling to the state Supreme Court, according to the Associated Press. So they will appeal, um, uh, you know, John Henry, Linda Pizzuti, there's still a chance that you can see Kraft's uh, schlong. So, you know, you can, this hope, hope is alive. You know, your your baseball team is down the tubes. Your, your newspaper is barely hanging on. But you still might get to see uh, Bob and another consenting adults in, uh, in private. Um, I'm, I'm happy about this. I like Kraft. I don't like the Globe. But the fight goes on and on. It is kind of, it's amazing. A year and a half later, and they're still fighting to see this video. They're still fighting hard to get a look at uh, this, this raunchy video of Bob Kraft. And if you're not aware how this works, the people of New England love Bob Kraft. They do not love John Henry. He uses his newspaper to uh, try, try to sully Kraft and the Patriots because he's so freaking jealous. That's the story. It is, it is a story. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, would you watch it? Would you watch it? Yes, I would watch I'd it. I mean, I can't I mean, watch, watch it. You'd watch, I mean, I'd, I'd watch it. I'd definitely watch it. I mean, it. I have to say. I'm, dick pics are trend right now. So, I mean, I'd, I'd clearly watch What's more vulgar, the dick pics or uh, our Cardi B's WAP? Which one do you think is more vulgar? Good question. The Cardi B's WAP with the snakes is as vulgar as it gets. That's one of only two people who's been allowed to interview Joe Biden. The other one being Forrest Gump. How funny is that? It's, my mother it's called incredible. me about that. Yes, my mother has no idea who Cardi B is, so she calls me about this yesterday. They're like, did you know who this Cardi B person is? Because now she's—I mean, she's prominent now. She's and so now people like my mom are googling Cardi B, and they're not liking what they're seeing. Jerry, believe it or not, <laughs> it's, it's like terrible. it's not going over well. What are they thinking, Cardi B? Jesus, I mean, Christ. my my daughter's <laughs> my daughter's older and you know doesn't listen to me anymore. You guys have young daughters. Can you imagine having a daughter who's like i don't know 14 15 and she looks up to this 
this skank? I mean, Christ. She literally admitted to drugging and robbing guys who were paying to have sex with her. <laughs> and she's like, the stupidest person. She's on this. She's like, so, uh, yeah, like, yo, here's what I really want. I really want to get rid of that coronavirus. And I think you the guy to get rid of coronavirus because I want to go on tour. Can you do it? And then we need Medicare for all and free college. And he, Can you do that for me? And this is, and they set her up with him. And his problem right now is, you know, not being all there, not being with it. And he looks more lost than ever as she's talking. He's just looking, staring blankly. It's a bad look. We'll see tonight. Do you think he is, again, I give Obama credit. He did a speech live for some reason. He read the teleprompter fine. There just was not a lot of energy or not a lot of, uh, uh, you know, passion. It was just him reading the teleprompter, ripping, ripping Trump. He got through it. Why did he do it live? And why would you ever let Biden do anything live if you don't have to? I don't. That's a great question. Uh, the more, he, I mean, you see, when he came out yesterday, I was laughing so hard when they came out and him and Kamala stood across and then they pretended like they couldn't hug because of COVID and stuff like that. Like, right. well, like you all have been tested a billion times and stuff like that, but they want to set a good example that what they should do. Uh, I have no idea, but uh, it's not helping, Jerry. Like, I- uh, we'll see tonight in the polls. The opposite has happened. We'll find out tonight. Uh, you know what? I think you know, we lost you momentarily, but that's okay. Um, w- tonight, um, I think we have done one, done him one great service. We have lowered the bar so freaking low. It is on the ground. If he comes out and is not a big piss stain in his pants and his teeth don't fall out, he will get high marks. People like this this Ryan Klizik clown from Politico already, you know, wrote the uh, written their review, Ryan Lizza, and said how wonderful Biden was and how he, you know, presents hope, you know, and change. Guy who's been in Washington for 50 years, going against the guy who's been there for three, blaming the guy who's been there for three for all the systematic, systemic problems. It is kind of rich, but they'll love him. He'll get through it. He'll he'll battle through, and they'll love him. Who else is tonight? I just saw the whole list of. Speaking the, Yang, the Yang Gang gets their guy. Michael Bloomberg is speaking right before Biden. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's, <laughs> really? way, what happened to him during coronavirus? Did he disappear? Why? Would- he just he just uh, um, promised uh, three million bucks to build a library in his hometown of Medford. So I guess he still he didn't spend all his money on the campaign. And we'll see tonight. Can you imagine him with no crowd and no noise and no energy? Jesus. Good luck trying to stay Maybe up for that one. Uh, uh, Cullinane. Um, yeah, we are getting a we are getting a performance by the chicks tonight. The, remember oh, the, really? The Dixie right. chicks. No more. The chicks will be in the well, house. Tonight. What the hell is wrong with Dixie? I mean, did they change uh, the name of Dixie Cups yet? Because I didn't think Dixie was anything offensive. that's related to the South. Jerry is just not acceptable anymore. Uh, and, and you know, I used to like them. I used to, even though they're crazy lefties. All I mean, you gotta you gotta embrace the the lefty if you want if you like music. I mean, and you don't want to just settle for uh, Lee Greenwood and Ted Nugent. You're gonna you're gonna have to like some some lefties. And I used to like the Dixie Chicks, but they're uh, you know they'll well hopefully they'll they're gonna perform live. Are they gonna sing or are they just gonna talk? I certainly don't think it'll be uh, a live performance, but it will be a performance. True. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna talk. It just says they'll they'll be there. So All right, we'll see. We'll see how. Do they does. hate Trump the way they hate Bush? Do they yeah, hate they Trump hate. the way they hate? Because they're big thing. Yes, they became they famous by hating George Bush. Okay, right. I haven't she, heard she much. Became, I assume they hate Trump. 
Yeah, remember, they Trump. remember they, all they, their uh, remember all their albums in the big pile, and somebody ran over it with a tractor or whatever. Remember that whole thing? Yes. Yeah. And she has a great. Well, that's song. The good thing is they're from Texas. They're from Texas, and they 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 spoke out against a president from Texas overseas. overseas. So they're in, in, in country music. That's a very that's a conservative fan base. So that at the time was woke. That was groundbreaking. Now everybody's doing it, so it's not even right interesting I, I anymore. Sadly, there's a bunch of lefties in country music led by former country music star Taylor Swift, who's become totally political and talking about voter suppression and mailboxes. But other guys, you know, Tim McGraw, who I like, he's kind of become, uh, you know, woke. Um, but uh, um, Dixie Chicks, I liked the chicks. I don't know. I'll see. I'll see what I think you like tonight. Dixie. I, You're a Dixie Chicks fan. Dixie, I like Dixie Chicks. I mean, hell, their song about being vilified, uh, not ready to make nice, is a oh, great song. A great political anthem. It is hey, a good song. Maybe yeah, you know so what? I'm surprised you like it though. I'm very. I'm shocked by that. I I, I I told you you have to like my favorites. I know I like Springsteen. I used to love Jimmy Buffett. They're all crazy lefties. Great. You have a lot of anger in that song. You can feel the anger coming out of. Yes, I like angry songs. I like protest songs. I mean, I liked watching uh, the guy in the dress sing Buffalo Springfield. That was beautiful. <laughs> I have that song stuck in my head. I can't get him out of my head, dude. It's, I no, mean, like, I've seen it like three. I have better days. YouTube production than that. <laughs> all you think about when you watch it is the decision in the boardroom. Somebody, you know, like I said, Axelrod and, and Michelle Obama saying, "Here's an idea. Let's get Billy Porter to go out there and lip sync Buffalo Springfield." I thought it was a little bit much yesterday, though, when Chelsea like a, Manning in a cape or something. What was the outfit? Yeah, it was in a cape. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, a guy with a guitar, some random guy him you know. yeah was, was that a real buffalo springfield guy who was that guy the old I guy no idea but just like the <laughs> backdrop and stuff like that it's like this looks like something i put together in my ninth grade television class or something like that <laughs> okay. it, is, it, is, it was so bad it was good you know it was so yeah. bizarre that it was entertaining i'll give them that Cringe. dixie trick chicks chicks will probably play it straight and maybe they'll sing their, you know, Not Ready to Make Nice, which is a great song. They have another great song called Traveling Soldier. Have you heard that one? Like I probably have it. Yes, you like that song, too. I love Traveling Soldier. I used to teach these songs to class, I cannot believe you like Traveling. That's a boring song. That's like a song about no, war and stuff great. like that. So it's about a guy who goes off to Vietnam and Should dies, like and no one even knows him chicks? except this one girl, the waitress at the restaurant he went to before he flew over to Nam. Great song. Good story. Oh, I like stories. What? I'm blown away right now. You like I these like stories. I like country music. I, I, I like uh, communist propaganda. Uh, yeah, it's commies. They don't like America. Get out. That's your policy. Traveling. It's a it's a good song about the military. I like. Oh, because you're anti-war now. Jerry Callahan, ten years ago, probably wouldn't like it very much, though. There's nothing anti-war about traveling soldiers. It's just an ode to one guy who goes off to war and dies. It's not about you know anti-war, but. Whatever you know, what do you? What is wrong with you? It's a good that song. Soldiers dying is bad. Yeah, but I mean that's part of war. The guy was a hero, and she saluted him. And she's never going to get he over died. traveling soldiers. Point. It's, do you think that song is supposed to support or oppose the Iraq War, Jerry? It's supposed to honor the guy who died. I mean, in the small town guy went off to war and fought. It was in You're Vietnam. Pretending like you don't see the big picture. God, you know, sometimes you just got to loosen up and like the music, man. Oh yeah, you're big on that. You're big on that. I can't. I'm blown away that Jerry Callahan is a Dixie Chicks fan. I like those couple of songs. Yes, it's I do a, like. Them. I used, 
It's the chicks now. It's the we'll chicks. see how they do tonight. Uh, we'll see how Joe Biden does tonight. Imagine how nervous everybody around him is, how nervous his wife slash handler is. All the people invested in defeating Trump are relying on a 70, almost 78-year-old man with cognitive difficulties to get through a half-hour speech and and make people feel optimistic about his term. And in the, it, it is live, correct? Uh, I'm not. I don't think so. They can't afford to do it live. No, I mean, if you if there's any way you can tape it, you have to tape it. I mean, he's going to come out and say hi. I'm, thing. You know I'm Joe thing. Biden's wife. <laughs> there's so many. My my favorite Biden his, is his sister, who's actually his wife, and then he's going to look at his wife and kiss her, and it's That's a real life sister. And, I mean, you know, you know the thing. That the, that was one of my favorite. Biden you know the thing time. is one of the you great know. gaffes in political history. Yeah, because he's talking about the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, you know the thing. Oh, if it only were live, we could be uh, we could be sure we'd have some gaffes like that tomorrow. Unfortunately, I think it's taped, so he'll get through it, and all the media will say how wonderful it is. But uh, then it's the Republicans' turn, and the team that gets to go second has an advantage in many ways. And they're going to do much better. I'm sure of it. They're going to. They're not going to have all these crazy nut jobs. I can't wait for the Covington, the Covington kid. I cannot wait for him to speak. He's Nick Sandman is speaking on tape, so he won't be screwing up either. And uh, the McCluskeys and my girl Kim Kasich or Case, however you say her name, Kas Kasich, this uh, Baltimore uh, woman running in Baltimore. Mm made a video that has been seen like 30 million times walking through the city. She's run, running for Elijah Cummings old seat. They've added her because of my urging, my demanding, they've added her to the, uh, to the schedule in uh, for the Republican convention next week, which will be good. And we'll be uh, watching that. And they have to do better. The Democrats so far have been just flat. It's been flat. You think he's going to say they, that if you, you think he's going to tell people tonight that if you're not, uh, if you vote for Trump, you ain't black? Will we get that again? You ain't black. Yeah, he could do that. He could say they're going to put you all back in cages. Put you all put back you in chains. Put you all back in chains. Uh, yeah, he, he might uh, kind of do some of that dialect. He does it on occasion. And maybe he'll maybe he'll go off script. That'd be pretty wild if he went off script. But he'll just please, please, please. talk about hope and change. And, and he'll hate Trump and talk about, you know, mailboxes and talk about COVID and how much better he would have done, which is a lie, uh, you know, controlling COVID. But anyway, we will, uh, we will see, and we will talk all about it next week. Um, all right, Turtle Boy, thanks, man. Check out Turtle Boy's fine work at tbdailynews.com. You can read all about uh, Joe Kennedy and his dear, dear friend, Monica Collins, Grant. Um, Turtle Boy's totally in the tank for, like the Globe, in the tank for Ed Markey. But, hey, you know, I don't care. I don't care who wins. Unfortunately, they can't both lose. Moist but, uh, for Mackey. Thanks to uh, DCU and Shea Concrete and Allied Paving. And thanks to all uh, Hydrant. Thanks to uh, Raycon. Thanks to all our great supporters. And thanks to everybody for listening. Good job, Cullinane. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the uh, Callahan Podcast. And we will talk to you again real soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.